pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. No, that doesn't sound good. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. <laughs> I can't help it, I'm sorry. <laughs> Try that one. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. There you go. Oh. Gonna, I'm going to move mics. There we move go. Mics rather than position. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. It's I didn't, good to see you. Yeah, I didn't see you last week. You were uh, where Tenerife. were you? <laughs> you were here. I was in Tenerife. Went to Tenerife for work. I, I can't believe it. We Did didn't send you there. No, <laughs> that's because I've got another job um, that helps supplement this job. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> With good. actual money. I, uh, uh, how was it? 25 degrees, thanks very much. Oh, that's uh, good. View of the water from the hotel. What? It was in Los Cristianos. Um, and how did he feel about that? <laughs> uh, he said he shouldn't have drunk so much. Um... Yeah, very nice. Uh, what was particular? I mean, obviously, I, I did some good business over there. Of course. The best business. Yep. Uh, lots of time on the flight, though. How long? Four and a half hours. Surprisingly far away, actually. Sorry, it's, it's advertised as four and a half hours. Okay. Uh, it only took four hours. Uh, only. Uh, they say that so they can be a little bit late and not get into trouble. Do you, do you like flying? Well, I do. Uh, yes, because uh, it's just some, like you can't get the internet on a plane. You can these days. Not on the, not on jet, not the cheap <laughs> cheapo uh, airlines I was flying with. Uh, you barely get any legroom. Um, oh, I, oh, you love that. Uh, well, uh, but you do. You, it's just switch time these days, isn't it? Mm. It's just switch. So, so I um I put eight hours into Luigi's Mansion Three over that over that period. Fantastic. That's really good. Yeah, Finished no, I feel it, the mate. same. That's that's one of the reasons I, I look really forward like to travel. Because I like flying, especially now, because you can get the internet, but no one knows. <laughs> so you say, sorry, didn't want to fly. It. Sorry, didn't, didn't see it. it. Uh, yes, that was good. I was off seeing uh, the guy that makes Human Fall Flat. Oh, and, nice. and his in, studio. In, in Tenerife. Tenerife. In Tenerife. Why would you work here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, that was good. Fantastic. What have you been up to, Steve? I was doing a radio show, wasn't I? Okay, apart from that. Apart from that. 
oh, making games, talking about games and teaching games, that sort of stuff. Uh, I had a very, very, very uh, boring weekend. In Sounds good. Tell us way. more. Well, I um, I was going to go and see the footy. Okay. But owing to a misunderstanding uh, with my partner, um, she ended up being away for the period, you know, for the Friday night, which was Marioki, uh, and for the Saturday night with my uh, with my daughter. She went to stay at her parents, which meant I was alone in the house. When was the last time that you were alone in the house? It's a long time ago. Mm. Um, and suddenly, faced with the opportunity to sit and play video games for hours and hours and hours and hours uh, and do nothing, nothing at all. Uh, I didn't go to the footy. I stayed wow. in. I stayed in and I played video games. I played Star Wars Jedi Order. Fallen Order. Forder, Fallen Order, which I will review Okay. in the review No spoilers, because I, um, I bought that yesterday. Did you? I did, yeah, and downloaded it overnight. Fantastic. Well, we'll find out. Oh, whether it's worth. We'll find out whether it's worth, <laughs> you know, Reviews are subjective. Wow, and the thing is as well, is I, I can't get a refund from the from the place I bought it from. Really? Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, because you can get refunds from Steam, you can get refunds from Epic. I didn't buy it from either of those places. Okay. I uh, think you can get refunds on the Microsoft Store as well, which I didn't buy it from either. <laughs> I did redeem a code on the Microsoft Store, though. Interesting. Mm. Okay, well, we'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, and the other games that I've been playing as well. Uh, but it's been, you know, it's been a busy week aside from the weekend, which was lovely. Good. No Anne today. Where is she? Unclear. Unclear. Um, okay. is, uh, that, I mean, is, that, is that all right? No, she's, uh, she emailed to say she was on work business. So, well, she's uh, in Tenerife. I think so. I understand. <laughs> I assume so, yeah. Um, which obviously has left us in a bit of a bind, hasn't it? It does, because um, you know, despite the fact that uh, we try and help with the news where we can, um, it means that we have, to, we have to carry the whole... We of it. we did okay last week though um, without you so okay I suppose this is a this is quite a telling moment I I've gone to a, a games news site so I could start if you wanted go on then um, with the news so all right here we go. Without. It is. It's about five past seven on a lovely, balmy Monday <laughs> evening. My, my name's Steve Curran, and this is the news. The PS5 controller is ditching the light bar. That's according to new Sony patents, writes VG247.com. A patent from Sony Interactive Entertainment has revealed what may be the next PlayStation 5 controller. Images of the new controller published on the Japanese patent office today show a number of design changes that subtly set it apart from the DualShock 4, namely bigger triggers, slightly smaller sticks, a USB port, and no light bar. Wow, what are we going to do? How are we going to know which controller's which? <laughs> I don't know. What can this mean? Can this mean I can ditch once and forever the camera dodgily balanced on the top of my TV? <laughs> it depends, doesn't it? What do you use it for? <laughs> you know, leisure. <laughs> when you've got the house to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I see. 
I guess so. Yeah, that's right. That's that's all it did. Was it measured that that light? Didn't yeah, it? it tracks that and your your weird um, your weird what are they called those wobbly bar things. Move controllers. Move controllers. Yeah. Um, it looks like they're still keeping the touchpad though, doesn't it? Mm. Now, have you ever used that knowingly? No, the whole, I mean, still, the whole thing about the PS4 confuses me all the time. I honestly couldn't tell you which button of the two on the front of the oh, console turn no it on. Idea. Or, I mean, I've had it since launch. Absolutely no idea. I, I'm always... So do you do what I do, which is just sort of like... Just rub, 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 rub your hand rub, on rub, it, wait for something to happen. Something. It spat, I did that yesterday. It spat out um, Red Dead... No, it wasn't Red Dead. Was it, it was, uh, Call of Duty. That's right. it, yeah. Just spat it out. Oh, oh, yeah, that's it's in there. That's how, I'll remember that's that. It was, I'll, yeah. I'll remember that. Um, and so then, similarly, uh, with the trackpad and the share and the start buttons... Yeah, don't no know, idea. Mate. Don't no know, idea. Uh, but that looks like that's uh, staying there. I mean, I guess it's handy for <laughs> for those tinkering <laughs> yeah. games that you want to yeah. move a cursor across a, stri- a screen. I mean, yeah, I guess. But I would never think. I, the mental link to actually stop using my analog stick and to use that isn't there. Right. And I don't, I don't imagine it's ever going to be. So... <laughs> Uh, it might as well be a DualShock 1, frankly. I was pleased to see that it's not too, you know, it's not um, a redesign for redesign's sake, you know, or, um, you know, almost like they did with the Vita, which was cram a bit too much. Oh, mm. it's touchscreen and back touchscreen. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess you can use that and you know, tear away will, will like that, won't they? Um, They're all right, though, aren't they? They're, like, people love the DualShock and have done since the start, and... Um, I mean, it's not my favourite joypad, but it's it would be weird to be using a Sony platform without it. I saw a diagram which showed uh, the reinvention of, you know, what generation to generation Sony have done, which is like m- very, very uh, small refinements. And then what the uh, what Microsoft have done, which is take something huge and terrible, which their first controller was, and you know, majorly refine it, keeping the essence of this chunky controller, but actually making it much more comfortable to use. And then showing simultaneously what Nintendo have done. Which is just kind of, <laughs> yeah. Here you go! No, here you are! Here's another one! Wait, no! Change yeah. my mind! Here you go! There it is! Yeah, and that, and that obviously presents issues with all this um, virtual console stuff that they're doing, yeah. isn't it? It's why we, apparently why we can't have GameCube games on our Switches. Sorry, guys, everything's changed again! Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't know much about the PS5, do we? Uh, we know what was in that wired yeah, article, which is like, it. Not, oh, fancy rumble. Fancy rumble, yeah, everyone. Like a, you can twang an arrow. Whereas yeah. uh, Microsoft didn't talk a huge amount about Scarlet at their event last week, but they do seem to be um, consistently talking about future tech. They revealed um, that uh, the Project X Cloud uh, beta was being extended. Mm-hmm. I've had a quick go on that. It's very impressive. Um I didn't go to the event though, where they were giving away the the clips that you can clip your fo- your, your your Xbox One controller to your phone, so you just so you can do that. No, okay. don't roll oh, your eyes. That's what you're going to need. <laughs> well, how else are you going to put your phone up and play on your controller like that? Um, I was playing. I told you I was playing Gears of War on it. You know uh, me. Yeah, <laughs> I want to play Gears you. of War anywhere. Um, but from next year, uh, you're going to be able to stream uh, more of the content you already own, which well, is quite exciting. News. Um, Scarlet, do you mm-hmm. think the name's going to stick? No. Because I was about to say, um, do, do they typically use the code name as sort of widely as this one? 
Oh, that's a really good question, isn't it? Because we, we know because I can't remember the what the previous, well, yeah, previous Dolphin and Rev- Revolution. What was the, the three hundred yeah. and sixty or the Xbox One's code names? Don't know. Google will know, won't it? Yeah, whatever. All right. Yu Suzuki calls Shenmue Three a miracle. A sequel finally ships. Uh, the long-awaited RPG isn't officially due to release until November the nineteenth. Just tomorrow, fact fans. Although many backers of the game's crowdfunding campaign have reported their physical copies being dispatched. Media have also received copies of the game. Did you hear that uh, this is this? I've, I've veered away from the okay. uh, VGC uh, news uh, piece, which goes on to say that um, fans asking for sequels after 20 years is very, very unique. Did you see that there was some confusion about the embargo? For reviews of Shenmue, I did not is see Shenmue? 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 Meh. Out on the nineteenth. Originally, they told media that the reviews were embargoed until November the twenty-first. Okay. Um, and everybody was very grumpy about that on Twitter. All the press go, "You can't do this," which is true. They can't. Although, actually. Um, had you signed the embargo, then you would have to stick to it. But then obviously you could have just bought the game and reviewed it earlier, right? Mm. You, you know, they can't tell you when yeah. you're allowed to, But <laughs> if they supply you early code, then they, can, they can. So, you know, yeah. it's all to do with the deal. Uh, however, Deep Silver, uh, publisher of the game, um, <coughs> clarified on Twitter that there has been some confusion of this. And they confirmed that it would be that the uh, review embargo is indeed tomorrow, the launch day. Hope that puts you in a better Shen mood. Hey. Is what they said, which oh, made me wonder if we do pronounce it Shen mood. Shen mood. Um, have we? So, are we past? We're not past the embargo yet. We're not. So, but Could, we haven't been sent a copy. We have not, and we didn't back it on Kickstarter. We didn't back it on Kickstarter. <laughs> Uh, has there been any rumours about the quality or otherwise of the game? No, generally, people seem very, very happy just to hold it in their hands. Um, which, you know, I guess... I, I Do I remember the original Dreamcast? I mean, I, I played it a bit, I think. Um, but, yeah, I certainly didn't finish it. Uh, and what I remember... Uh, well, yeah, it didn't really encourage me to go and play two and... and I, the run, other. I wonder whether it's one of those games that people love to talk about loving more than they actually love for example Ikaruga yep thank you (laughs) or um, Shadow of the Colossus or Res really you're including Res in that are you 100% are you yes it's time is it it's it's time did you review it on edge 20 years ago who cares did you review it on edge no I didn't that was David obviously was it what did he give it presumably 10 he wouldn't have done that. Nine. Would he not? Right, nine. Nine, yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, did you not? Did you play the VR version? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And no. Mm. Mm. Huh. I, <sighs> mm. I, it's funny, isn't it? I've, I'm not sure whether I've talked about this before, but um, I do remember, you know, back then uh, in the early days of the internet, uh, many, many, many more print magazines. Uh, they would herald something as the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And obviously, they would have access to it before, you know, me, despite the fact working in the industry, uh, would do. Um, you know, to, to other people's games uh, and so I go and see people like PC Gamer or mm. Arcade or even you guys or Down on Edge Cool Kids and um, I would be really interested to see the game that they had on their last cover or whatever and go oh, can yeah. you see that and I go nah <laughs> we, we aren't playing that anymore yeah. or we've got rid of it it was rubbish <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay mm. that's very bold I, I mean, you surprised me Shadow of the Colossus I agree with uh, I think Shadow of the Colossus is a beautiful game that for the first, I don't know, hour is, I think it slightly reaches above its 
literal control level like it was always a very very hard game to play and to enjoy while you were playing i thought but the sort of emotional impact of the first time you uh, climb a colossus and slaughter it i think is tremendous and the you know the arc of that game but i i think there are far more people saying that game is absolutely brilliant and perfect than have completed that game and res i think isn't very good <laughs> I think it's a really good game to say you love because you can talk about a lot of great things. And I think there are some some moments in it that are are strong, but yeah. When I said that, uh, when I said that two minutes ago, immediately my phone started ringing, and I was like, "I've done it. I've spoken out of turn. The sleeper cells have been activated." Right, yeah. You're not who uh, we thought we yeah, you asked. Yeah, I know, I know. Hmm. Good. Should do another news story and move on quickly. Go on. Oh, that's not sorry. There we go. Nintendo is bringing paid subscriptions to Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Nintendo is preparing to introduce a subscription plan into Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, writes Gamasutra, doubling down on the model initially used in Mario Kart Tour last month. How do we feel about that? Well, I've never played this. I installed it, obviously. I, I went out my way to get it a day early. Yeah, me um, too. <laughs> don't know why. Uh, I loaded it up and went, oh, that's not for me, is it? And then, uh, So I played it for a, it. a little longer until it became how clear it was free-to-play squeezing me. And I bailed fairly, fairly quickly. But it's um, it's been doing okay for them, hasn't it? It's one of their games that retained an audience i believe presumably at some point that audience falls beyond a point where it's worth monetizing them through updating things all the time and you have to start capturing them in other ways i, I find it very difficult to judge uh what does well for nintendo because people go this thing they ju- they did only did two billion last year <laughs> you go, oh poor them um so yeah. yeah i don't know presumably it's doing okay so is that because they're judging nintendo by standard free-to-play metrics or judging by nintendo by its own revenue yeah i uh, i i don't know enough about the free-to-play sector to um understand but yeah some of their very high numbers seem very very low to uh certain analysts so mm. um yeah, I d- I've not paid, and I've also not played beyond the the initial day or so um, for Mario Kart. Did you play it? What do you think? I, I played it very briefly. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not as good as Mario Kart 8 or 7. Right, so it's about Mario Kart 6 out of 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, pre- presumably they're doing something right, although I don't know anybody personally that does play uh, Animal Crossing on mobile. No. I know a few that play Mario Kart. But I think you... And obviously we know Damo enjoys, uh, <laughs> although it's not Nintendo, uh, Pokemon Go. But do you know anyone who's playing Love Nikki? I do not, Steve. Or okay. do I? Uh, I'm not playing it, but that is a game that does tremendously well uh, on mobile. And I, I actually know a few students of mine who are playing it this is literally the first time i've heard of it what is it it's a dress-up game okay monetizes clothing for your dress-up right is that aimed at special sequel to dead or alive extreme beach volleyball (laughs) in many ways i'm gonna say is that aimed at 47 year old Uh, men and the answer clearly is yes yeah (laughs) so uh so yeah i wonder you know animal crossing i believe is is doing quite well but not amongst 47 year old men who is nikki they have to download it to find out, and that'll be your excuse <laughs> to find out. Got any more news? Yeah. 
without surprise, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, 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 uh, was the, I was thinking of Nikki, <laughs> you know, Warfare, <laughs> was the best-selling game in October in the US, as well as the best-selling game of the year to date, NBPD reported in its monthly charts, as reported by GamesIndustry.biz. NPD's VG industry analyst, Matt Piscuit, Piscatella pointed out that its 12th consecutive year of Call of Duty games ranked as the best-selling game of its release month, adding that the series remains the best-selling franchise in the US since MPD started tracking game sales. So again, uh, success without me knowing anybody uh, particularly that's that's playing it. I see a few of those I so follow on Twitter. So is this not the Call of Duty that was in your drive? No, that was uh, last year's, ah, okay. which I bought when it was cheaper. Right. But certainly not during launch month. Oh, no. Didn't do that. Wait until it was discount. Thirty quid at Smith's Toys is when I, is when I went in for uh, okay. Blops Four. How many times did you play it? Twice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen quid a time. That's well. Dexter played it. No, he didn't. He's only eleven. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, I'm more interested in this one though because it's got a single player campaign which the previous one lacked. Okay. Uh, and I'm down for that sort of thing. Mm, you know. Are you? Yeah, well. It's set in a, mo- in a modern setting. Yeah, you know, big set pieces. Right. You know me. Go for it. See you in Spice. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in six months' time. Well, no, for Black Friday, be down by that for Black okay. Friday. Don't worry about that. Um, have, you, uh, have, you, have you checked I've it out I've not played yet? a Call of Duty uh, knowingly. You used to rave about them as well, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Only when they were on the cover. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Should I? I guess so. I Black Friday then. Right. We'll arrange that. See you there. We're queuing up. Any any other news? Uh, the Switch was the biggest selling console. Luigi Mansion 3 set a new launch month franchise sales record. Mm, okay. You're going to talk about that later, I assume. I might do. Half-Life's Alex is Valve's big VR game. Reveal set for the Game Awards. Hyphen rumour. So okay, I was, go- I was going to ask why you didn't play the news bed. Yeah. Then, no, but we don't, uh, well, we're we just doing a roundup right, right now. Uh it's a VR-only Half-Life game called Half-Life colon Alex. Okay. Uh, which, as you might have guessed, stars Alex Vance. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, not for me. Um, in that, you know, PSVR's in the loft. Uh, Google have rendered my daydream uh, unusable. Have they? Oh, because of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got bored of that. Well, I mean, I did in part by getting rid of my Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But that was partly uh, given that there was going to be no more uh, Daydream stuff for it. So it's not unusual. You still use it with the stuff you've got. Um, uh, and I don't have any of these new ones, although I am quite interested in them. In the, like, Oculus Quest. Mm. Uh, and the Valve Index. I think if I was to get one, it would be Oculus Quest. Is it coming out for that? Is Valve's get game, Jeff is, Valve, on the, is Valve's game coming out on the on the Oculus Quest? I mean, I guess everything will eventually. But eventually. Uh, you say ask, uh, ask, uh, this is all from the, there's a transcript of what Keeley is going to say. The pre-recorded segment apparently sees Jeff Jeff Keeley travel to Valve's HQ to talk to Robin Walker and another unnamed person about the project. Keeley says this, but why does this have to be VR only? Is that the accent he uses? It is, you know, yeah. <laughs> but why does this have to be VR only? <laughs> Which, you know, is a fair concern for people, right? It's like, are they forcing me to buy VR to have the next Half-Life experience? Ask, asks Keeley right. in the leaked transcript. Wow. Uh, the Valve developer uh, responds, yeah, I mean, we'd love to be delivering a version of this that you could play with a mouse and keyboard. Would you? 
So they've confirmed then that, that it is happening. Are they, well, has, he, is, has, he, has he just got them? So it seems, no, 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 what's happened here is there's been a video has leaked to some unknown person, probably on Reddit. Is it on Reddit? Seems like the sort that would happen. Always, always say, gossiping. Always on Reddit. Uh, a, a pre-recorded video of this. Yeah. A person who previously leaked the existence of Dota Underlords has posted a transcript of an interview segment intended to be aired at this year's Game Awards uh, on December 12th. Okay. Pre-recorded segment includes that following stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, game Jeff, is apparently Jeff set... Jeff Keighley accent. Jeff Keighley. <laughs> uh, apparently set for release in March 2020. Uh, so, yeah, Game Awards. So, sorry, but then who has said we'd love to do a version for mouse and keyboard? Just some developer. At Valve. At Valve, the, in the segment. Oh, I see. So presumably this, this mole oh, has see, watched I it see, gone. I, I recognise Jeff I Keighley. I've got it now. Who's that guy? I've got it Don't now. Don't recognise that person. Right. Who's that? I thought it was one of those situations where company has been, uh, something's leaked from Company X. Yeah. Spokesperson from Company X goes, no. Yeah. And then the day later, it's, it, 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 it comes out. And it, I was going to applaud them. But it sounds like they've dealt with the whole thing in one go. Mm. When is the Game Awards? When are the Game Awards? Uh, early December, I think. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's happening anyway. That's a One Life Left exclusive you for go. you. Um, thanks. Is that all the news? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Simon. One Life Left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We sometimes, actually, most of the time, all the time, every week we play some chip music. Uh, this is Clam. It's Magical Sounds from chipmusic.org. And it's as beautiful as every Clam piece of work. Um, we were just chatting about uh, One Life Left, weren't we? We were off air off while air. we're on it. Yeah. It's very indulgent. It's how dedicated we are. Yeah, uh, we've had quite a few people recently approaching us saying we listen to the radio show. So if you're one of those people listening right now, as you might be, as I know at least one of you is, because someone sent us, a, <laughs> sent us an email. You know, one correspondent yeah. listens to us. So there's yeah. a lot of people listening. Well, I've had listening. it before where I've been talking to people and they mention your radio show. My radio show? Yeah, and I go, you do oh, know I'm found- on that, don't you? <laughs> oh, are you? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. You're the other voice. <laughs> Not that one, the <laughs> other one. I get it. Good, we just need to say our names more often. Do right at the start, maybe people are coming late from work. Maybe we just need to start five past. <laughs> just late beginning. Catch everybody up. Do uh, what Adam and Joe used to do. 
uh, Joe, obviously, friend of the show, yeah. not Adam, uh, where they, they had a bit for the really early listeners, the Black Squadron. Oh, yeah. everybody does that these days. Do they? Well, I say everybody. Five Live do it at the dark hours of the weekend when I'm up with the baby, and it annoys uh, me because it's like just what Adam and Joe used to do. And also, they were doing that as a show for young adults. You're always supposed to be a news <laughs> and sports station. What is the matter with you? Mm. Talking of what is the matter with you, mm. Anne and I had a bit of a discussion about that last, last week. Okay, and what was the matter with you? The matter with me, it turns out, is that um, I get very addicted to video games. I'm still playing Noita. Okay. Can't stop. Well, that's good. Uh, I played it a lot over the weekend, too. Uh, but I was, I was talking to Anne about the difference between playing a game that you're getting something out of and playing a game that, at the end of, you know, we were looking at some of my Steam, you know, times, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, 100 hours on this and 100 hours on that. And talking about the sort of games that you sink time into and then at the end you're like... Why did I do that? What, they don't have an ending or... or... Well, uh, not necessarily, but games maybe don't get to the ending or games that you you walk away from for whatever reason and you just feel a profound sense of regret for spending that amount of time with. Have you ever had anything like that? No, I blow very, very hot and cold Mm -hmm. uh, in life generally, (laughs) Uh, but specifically with video games where uh, I can be loving something for a minute and then I'll go, I'm not going to finish this, am I? So I'm just going to stop and move on. I have recently forced myself to finish games I've been playing Mm -hmm. as a reward for letting me buy more stuff. Um, But uh, no, I don't think I've ever regretted the amount of time you, you sunk a lot of time into Star Wars Battle. Yeah, right? I did. First one, I regret what happened to the game after, after that. But that's not on I you. Did, it's not my fault. No, it's on them. No, I really did and have you, a... you walked away from it like quite soon, didn't you? Battlefront 2, yeah. yeah. Well, in the meantime, they went off and fixed it. Apparently, apparently okay. it's very good now. But, but the issue is, is that everybody's miles better than I am. <laughs> so um, given that I wasn't there right at the start, or sorry, I was there right at the start, I pre-ordered it. Right. Um, I haven't done that again. Uh, but now I, now I feel like I don't have enough time to get any good at the game. But they're still supporting it. Three years after launch, two years after launch, three years, two years. Some new stuff coming for free. That was the conclusion that Anne arrived at, was that, um, that actually time spent where you are enjoying every moment of it is not time wasted. But I find myself a lot of the time falling victim to very, very simple games. So puzzle games, currently Grindstone actually, and uh, clicker games where at the end, have you ever played a clicker? Like, no, I have not. Clicker, right? no. So I do all the time. And indeed in Mosaic, uh, you know, beautiful, uh, brilliant Apple Arcade game currently. Is, is it a clicker? It's got a clicker built into it. So part of the, you know, satirical waste of time is that you can pull out your mobile phone and start playing a clicker. And the truth is, I really want to play it all the time. And... I don't know why. And, and and those sort of games leave me leave it, like wondering why the hell I've done this. Does but games spent in Noita, time spent in Noita, which I'm genuinely enjoying, occasionally rage quitting, mostly getting better at and feeling like I'm learning a little bit about game design, but mostly just enjoying the experience. I'm not sure I will reflect on and go, that's wasted time. Does it have an ending? Noita? Yeah. There is an ending. There okay. is a there, there is a go. boss to beat, which I am very, very, very far from doing. Um but I'm enjoying those moments of, of getting closer and getting further, further and further into the experience. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, I think, I'm, you know, I think I'm becoming more at peace with the idea that that time is not wasted. Time wasted is just going through loops of a puzzle game 
that you're not really enjoying but you're using to kill time. That can be useful on a tube train when you don't want to pay attention to the man who is slowly chewing opposite you. Just chewing and chewing and chewing. And it's not loud, it's small sounds. But sometimes that's the worst. And he won't stop unless you ask him to. But if you ask him to do that, he might ask you why. And then he might stab you. So you don't. You just listen to him chewing and chewing and chewing. In that world, playing Grindstone's great. But playing at the expense of ignoring your family? No. <laughs> anyway, that's my conclusion. I'm a little bit worried at the moment because... Uh, uh, I just, So I've, I've been off the back of um, needing to finish State of Decay. Did it. Um, which... You know, like many games, I was really, really enjoying, but I definitely went on for slightly too long. Mm-hmm. Like um, all games. Yeah. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, which actually was almost the perfect length. It had a couple of six sections in it, which felt that like it was needlessly padding, mm-hmm. like you would expect them in shorter games. Mm-hmm. I heard Goose Game also exactly the right length okay said, it's, t- it's about two hours long isn't yeah it? it's got it's it's got a new game plus at the moment and you don't need to play it okay you finish it and you're done and it was charming and wonderful uh so i'm really excited about <laughs> about the epic store lease on that running out <laughs> and um so yeah I've, I'm, I'm on a, a pretty good um pretty good re- uh, recent track record of finishing the games that started hmm so after I finished Luigi's Mansion, I started The Witcher 3. <laughs> I'm really worried. I'm really worried. I know. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, what are we, Monday? I haven't been playing it for a week. Um, it's very sexy, Steve. Have you, honestly, it? yeah. It's, Have you um, played it in the bath yet? <laughs> I haven't played it in the bath. I haven't been brave enough to play it in the bath yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been several... You know, so I've been playing it at home uh, occasionally once the baby's in bed. Very pleased I'm a celebrity. He's back on, uh-huh. so I could just pop my uh, headphones on and tinker away with the Witcher. Um, so I've spent like a couple of uh, sessions, uh, like a couple of hour sessions uh, at home, uh, but mainly on the on the commute, which can be uh, anything from like 35 minutes to 50 minutes, depending on uh, what the trains are like. And um, in several of those, I've, 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 pl- I've spent that time playing it, yeah. but I've achieved nothing <laughs> in terms of moving the game forward. <laughs> At the moment, I'm trying to... I'm trying to level up because uh, I feel a little under uh, underpowered, as it were. And so, yeah, I'm just tinkering around on a, on a think, horse being sexy. Yeah. I mean, do you think you need to watch one of those like speedrunners play through it? Like, no. Maybe hire them, get training tips. If you're going to complete it, you've got to make. Well, I, what I want to do is get to the end of the story. Um, uh-huh. And uh, what it's it's set its stall out now. Right, I've got an idea of the. Of the of the areas, I don't know how big they're going to be, but that sense of progression where I think you know you've yeah. got the, the lands opened up and it's gone. This is what you need to do now. But crikey, it's an extraordinary game. It really is. It, it? So I was a little worried at comparisons with Skyrim. Sorry, this, I'm not reviewing this because <laughs> I'm only going to review it when I finished it. Um, uh, you know, similar sort of uh, you know magicy settings, mm. but this is third person as, as opposed to first. Although you can play Skyrim in third, why would you? Um, Depends how sexy your character is. Well, I mean, you, you can only look down and see your feet, whereas you know, in uh, third person, you can spin the camera around and just appreciate yourself <laughs> in, the, in the bath, <laughs> going around the horse, <laughs> pulling a bath <laughs> through. Uh, honestly, and it, it really, um, if you want to get me in, have the the sort of background theme of the secondary. 
area sound almost identical to Muse's uh, The Handler, uh, which it does. And so, okay, I might stay here forever. Um, but uh, people, I, I'd read previously that what people liked about The Witcher was the sense of its world. And I have to say, in terms of being plonked in this land, I don't know anything about The Witcher 2 mm. or 1, uh, plonk, plonked in this land where um, people are affected by this great war, yeah. uh, it's, it's sensational. It really, really is brilliant. 7 out of 10. It's not a review. <laughs> I, so, yeah. I, I, I played it briefly uh, and found I wasn't a fan of the, the combat, I thought. Like, so I, I was, I was the same that. as you. Played it on PS4. Yeah, um, and I got right. as far as the Griffin on PS4, mm-hmm. uh, which is like the first big baddie. Right. Um, yeah, you just need to spend a bit more time before you go. Don't go straight to the Griffin. And also listen to it. Like, There's a really, really generous dodge mechanic, which, uh-huh. which on, on the Griffin, as long as you've got another sword beyond your basic one, it, I mean, it's, it's actually not too hard. Not okay. Too hard. All right, good. Should we do letters? Why not? Matt Bailey writes, Dear Team OLL, minus Anne. Hello, thanks for listening live. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about subscriptions lately and the questions about ownership, reimbursement to developers, etc. But I wanted to bring up one one under-talked about benefit. Discovery of new things. Xbox Game Pass and Apple Arcade have made me try games I might have previously been cautious about spending money on, such as mountain biking game uh, Downhill. I think it's called Lonely Mountains Downhill, uh, which... I do want to play, I've not played yet. Uh, on the Xbox or Grindstone on the iPad. More than this, both subscriptions have helped me find new things my two and a half year old daughter loves, such as Human Fall Flat. Thank you. Symbol with Care. And the big favourite, Sayonara Wild Hearts, which I also need to play. Uh, which he puts in brackets, presumably as it's described by his two and a half year old daughter. Pretty music bike game. What exciting discoveries have you come across thanks to a subscription that you may not have previously thought to try? All the best. Long time listener, 10 plus years, Matt Bailey. Uh, we were just talking about this mm. upstairs, Matt, uh, before we came on air. And you're absolutely right. The benefits of this sort of thing um, are fantastic in that sense. And uh, I don't think I'll be talking out of turn to say that there has been some... Uh, I've read it in the trade press, <laughs> what Microsoft <laughs> think about games like Human Fall Flat, about how they've then gone on to um, encourage those that have discovered it through a subscription uh, to try other games uh, like... I think in again I think they've said this publicly um, specifically with Human Fall Flat they found that the people that then that played it would be, then be more likely to try a puzzle game if they hadn't one done before mm. so uh, in that sense thanks very much Game Pass I can't remember what the name of the card game that I discovered through subscription was but that led me to Slay the Spire to trying Slay the Spire and then I was fundamentally playing. in <laughs> playing Slay the Spire yeah and I was locked in that for 100 hours none of which I regret No, uh, because it was super super fun I, I have been playing around with genres uh, you know on the iPad on uh, Apple Arcade and I haven't <laughs> I loaded up a game today which was a sort of uh, strategy tower defence type thing which I can't remember what it was called I tried that and I was like yeah I should give one of these no I hate it oh no <laughs> I, I, I think, don't play these I, uh, I like it so I, I think that 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 is a potential downside is that is that if you're not invested in it if you've not spent money yeah. on it you're going to be a lot less forgiving from the off so yeah. people need to try harder to, to uh, get pe- to get players involved earlier it, I was, th- it was quite good when I uh, played them on the way back from Canada after I'd sorted out the subscription nonsense um 
that I was not able to download more than the ones that I got on my iPad, and so therefore I was forced to explore okay, those yeah. and be a bit more patient with yeah. things where, I, you know, I may not have got into Grindstone, for better or worse, right. if I hadn't had to sit there and go, okay, I see how this works, I get the main loop, now I'm in. Maybe they should make you play them for a certain few hours, so like a couple of hours before you're allowed to like download them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of like library books, you're only allowed to take a few hours exactly. at any one time, and if you haven't got a third of the way through them to keep it for a week the um the one the one that's past- not how library books work by the way <laughs> it's been a long time uh the one odd downside uh that i experience is that um i know that sayonara wild hearts is in apple arcade which i don't have ac- personal access to i could buy it on the switch for i think it's 10 pounds mm-hmm. um you know which is obviously not an insignificant amount but i can certainly afford to buy it if i want to and yet, right. and yet i'm like oh but it's free on apple arcade so I'd much rather buy an iPhone so I can get it for free. I, I, I wouldn't buy it. Really? Steve, you're the voice of dissent this show. Personal reasons. Well, I am waiting for it. Oh, is it? Okay. Hello, team. Hello, SSG, <laughs> writes Robert Wells. I saw Natalie Lawhead posting about how Catalina requires apps to be notarised, which takes money and time and an adherence to Apple's constantly changing standards. All of this means that an awful lot of small art games will cease to work on Mac OS. I am probably oversimplifying. What games do you lament the loss of? I've often said that I miss light gun games rendered unplayable by flat screens. Pip, pip, Robert. Absolutely correct. Um, When I was putting together my dream list of PlayStation games for my PlayStation Mini, in theory... Yeah. I mean that just, seems like a pointless exercise, Steve. Given it does, but I'm I'm a big fan of you know thought thought exercises, just <laughs> limbering up. Um, Point Blank was one of the first ones I wrote on there. Point Blank Two, absolutely yeah. loved that game. Played it all the time at university, and it's you know it's not just a nostalgia thing. It's super super great game. Um, but yeah, those things are dead and gone now. What about our dance mats? Yeah, same thing. I had uh, Nat Sense Revolution Euro Mix yeah. on there. Uh, which I used to play all the time as well. I still have a dance mat. Hmm? I still have a dance Do you? mat. Yeah, I got rid of my. Used it. Got rid of my two. Yeah, I've, I've said one. I've got loads. <laughs> I'm really sad we can't play the Guitar Hero games anymore. Mm. Genuinely sad, and I, I hated Guitar Hero Live. It made me so angry. Have you Have you not got any plastic guitars anymore? Yeah, but I don't have the hardware to play them on. Right, I see. I've got one which includes a picture of me playing Supermassive Black Hole on the Isle of Wight main stage, Steve. <laughs> thank you very much. Of course. Um, of course. What does notarised mean? You know. Oh, that. It's, okay. It's, right, fair enough. Isn't it like when you stretch a shape to the wrong angles? <laughs> I really think. Something Matt Patterson like writes, hello team and maybe SSG. After last week's letter about games advertised with a fake game on Facebook, I thought I'd write in my tale on this. I've been seeing ads on YouTube for zombie survival games are actually just clones of that famous city-building resource-gathering other city-fighting alliance-making game. Clash of Clans, maybe. I think it might be that, but I haven't played it, so I'm not 100% sure. The thing they all seem to have in common is that they're free-to-play games heavily skewered towards pay-to-win. So, so far, I've seen what looks like the same fake tower defense game for two of these games with slightly different monsters and a weird Sims XCOM underground-based mashup that looked like it might be super interesting. It wasn't, if it wasn't a fake. Originally, I wanted to know if this was a thing, but someone else wrote in first, so apparently it is. Good to know, he says in brackets. Is this just for pay-to-win games? Do all these games have the word survival in the title? Do you lot have any favourite fake games you've seen out there? At what point does Steve's compulsion to make one of these real kick in? Mm-hmm. Says Matt Patson in Cologne. That would be a good game jam. 
Uh, he said, mit friendlichen Grusen. Grusen. Exactly. No, pen- no punctuation guide this time, but you're all radio pros. Didn't need sure it. Fine. Didn't, yeah, quite it. right. That would be a good idea for a game jam, wouldn't it? Make Putting, fake games making real. The, yeah, making them real. And maybe profiting from uh, someone else's weirdness. Uh, yeah, good. I, I, No, I don't. I mean, I was wondering, because there's been a lot of talk about adverts on Facebook, particularly in the, um, the period that, uh, you know, now... I'm not, I'm not referencing anything <laughs> specifically. Uh, but, you know, there was a lot of talk about who, who's being targeted and how. And um, I'm just quite happy I get targeted by backpack makers on Kickstarter. Do you? I do. That's it. They know I like backpacks. I've got one. Mm. But uh, I always like to look out for another. What, side opening as well as top opening, Steve. I'm USB out. Fully waterproof. Do you know what yes, I'm getting please. targeted by right now is uh, little Japanese puzzle games uh, not electronic games the sort of metal puzzles okay because I made the mistake of googling and going on um, Amazon trying to find some because I thought maybe I'll buy one because they look nice and now the internet wants me to buy them and will not stop until, until I have bought one so I'm going to do that this okay. evening and Good. hopefully that will sate the internet's thirst for my consumerism who knows uh, was that it for letters? I think so. Uh, I think so as well. Thank- oh, no. Uh, Chris Conroy wrote earlier. That of was it, wasn't he? he? Did. Do you want to do that one? Uh, sorry, I was just about to apologise to it. Like, we, every week we, we say, can, you know, you can write to us throughout the week. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. And then those are the letters yeah. we didn't read out. All right. Uh, sorry, I should start the theme again, shouldn't I? Why does that say two seconds? A bit weird. Okay. There we go. Dear team and SSG, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, with the festive tradition of a new Star Wars film being preceded by releases of the Mandalorian TV series and big-budget game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. The link between the franchise and games has always been a strong one, particularly on the PC, and some of the best games came out in that strange time before the second trilogy surfaced when LucasArts seemed to have a lot more creative freedom with the IP. My favourites were the Space Sims, X-Wing and TIE Fighter in particular, and I've always thought it a bit strange that they've not been remade for the modern platforms. Unfortunately, unfortunate too, as I have unfinished business with X-Wing, my poor old 386 couldn't keep up with the game, and the later levels became slideshows, meaning I never got to complete it. Do you have any games that you almost finished but walked away from, and where the minimum requirements were too great a barrier to overcome and left you with a classic unplayed or unfinished? Your Karelian class correspondent, Chris Conroy. I walked away from NetHack. I think I've said this before, but at the moment that I knew I could complete it, I just stopped playing it. Which is really, really interesting in, in sort of uh, working out what it was that compelled you to play a game for so long. Uh, I put, you know, probably 100 hours into that as well, maybe even more. found that game absolutely brilliant, but the moment I managed to descend and had my ascension kit and got all the stuff. Got all the stuff? I don't know. Did whatever you have to do down there. Uh, I was done. I was done. The end. Almost finished, but walked away from. So that implies that you knew that you were close, or there was mm. something stopping you from finishing. Yet you decided. Oh, not I'll tell to. you what else. I remember doing that with the uh, Wind Waker as well. One of the Zelda games. Okay. Got to the final boss, and I think it was just a sequence of previous bosses. Maybe it wasn't Wind Waker. Maybe it was one in between Wind Waker and then. Uh, and I was just like, no, I don't care about your plot. I don't. I'm not interested in any of this. 
I'm done. I've played the fun bit of the game. No, Farewell. You listen here, young Steve. <laughs> Rezzed I don't care about. <laughs> Start slagging off. Um, yeah, well, actually, um, which might be relevant for what we're going to talk about later, Luigi's Mansion 2. Mm, okay. I did. I stopped playing that. I thought, you know, I thought words that are not broadcastable yeah. at quarter to eight. Um, was that a boss thing as well? It was the fact that, and um, uh, they ended up, I forget how many floors, or even if it was floors or houses, but the last one appeared to be a remix of all the stuff you'd done before, mm. and I, but but harder. Yeah. And I just thought, okay, no thanks. Yeah, I think I think that this has happened to me a few times, actually, like games that do that right near the, in the final segment, and it's just remixes. It's like a boss rush or, a, or whatever else. It's like, I am, no, no. no. Good, right. Well, thank you very much for your letters. Do keep them coming in, whatever time of the week it is, to team at onelifeleft.com. Listening to One Life Left, Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Top Gear 8 bit remix. It's by MEB. And again, it's from chipmusic.org. Like it. Uh, Top Gear. Which Top Gear? Well, I think it's the game. Mm, But I wouldn't know because I don't listen to. I don't watch. No. We're not car people, are we? Really car people, are we? You're a train person, that's why. You know, you were saying you're looking forward to your train journey home. Well, I was chatting to Thomas, who makes uh, Human Fall Flat, about the latest train building one, um, which is like a cross between nerdy train sets and Minecraft. I've seen one on yeah, Steam that's it's, like it's, a toy set. It, that's for... what we're talking about, the name ah. of which escapes me. He said it's brilliant. I said, I've seen it on Steam. Really? I've seen it keep bobbling up as uh, like a bestseller. Okay. He said his kids love it. Okay. Maybe I'll give that a shot. As well, uh, in fact, maybe we should get into the review section. I've maybe a couple of things. All right, let's fade this out with grace and kindness, and go to reviews. Sam. <laughs> Uh, okay, shall I talk about Star Wars? If you've got more than one to do, then yeah. Uh, I might do. I can't remember. 
but let's talk about Star Wars. Talk about Star Wars. Have you seen The Mandalorian? Uh, my American friend uh, was over the other day yeah. and uh, he did a login. Did he? He did, and he told me all about it. What do you think? He thought what it, did he think? He thought it was great, actually. And um, my wife, who's Canadian, yeah. um, so was allowed to watch this, hmm. was really, really, really happy. Uh, she was... Yeah, I've not seen her... Uh, talk at the TV or squeal as much for a long time um, she said she was delighted to be back in the Star Wars world mm. uh, and is 100% in yeah I, I I've heard great things and uh, watched the first part of it okay the first uh, a, a snippet of it and thought yeah this looks really really well made and uh, compelling universe and you know not full on all the time not exciting all the time but I guess you need you need a mix of calmness and uh, action you need lows to accentuate the highs you know narrative beats as Robbie Williams said <laughs> <laughs> on that subject the subject of uh, of narrative texture or rather than the subject of Robbie um, so I, I downloaded Star Wars in fact I was really really excited about it set it downloading the night before it came out pre pre downloaded it. So Look we, at you, yeah. Uh, so I could play it the next day, ready because I knew it. You didn't cages. set your Xbox to New Zealand. That's what all the guys on the internet were doing. You could lead, play it earlier then. Lead character um, looks a lot like the lead from Riverdale, but apparently it's not. Apparently it's someone else. Right. That was my first observation. Okay. My second observation was, oh wow, this feels expensive and high production values i really liked the very very um the sort of opening thing where you sort of hear this you're in the shipyard um slow zoom in you know it's very star warsy zooming in and then as you get closer you sort of hear this music and it's kind of like industrial star warsy clearly alien music and it feels quite you're like where's this going and then it zooms in and the lead character sort of unplugs his headphones and then it goes all tinny right. and he's like oh nice okay. that's a really really nice yeah. establishing he's shot listening to Star Wars music and then yeah he was and then it sets up uh, with oh um, you know your boss on this thing says can you go and do this thing and your crewmate goes oh that's well dangerous uh, but he's going to give you double pay for doing it Min. and then begins the tutorial nonsense of run to this wall press this key to climb mm. up this wall Oh, here's a conveniently placed strut. Here's a conveniently placed thing to edge around and then to balance yourself along and then to press this button and then to... And it is boring. Boring, 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 boring. And to be honest, in game design terms, completely unimaginative. It feels like playing Uncharted only... How long ago was Uncharted? Ten years? Whatever. It feels old, is what it Does feels. It? Um, and I was... Classic. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a tribute. <laughs> um, it, it feels expensive at points. It feels like high production values. But mechanically, it feels... I don't play a lot of those games. Yeah. Right? yeah. I don't know the last one I played. Maybe uh, The Last of Us, perhaps. Or... or um, but it feels really boring. It feels like, and I, I, re I really resent having to learn these, um, learn these buttons again to a point, uh, to have the same emotional experience. Very quickly, you are sliding on your butt down a big long thing, and I'm like, why do I have to do this? And also, why do I have to learn to do this? Sure enough, 
quite soon in the actual game, you're again, something's tipped up and you're going, whoa, I'm sliding down a effing toboggan route, contrived to be in this game. For what reason? Why isn't he trying to stop himself from falling down this rather than going, oh, this is scary, need to avoid this. It is ludicrous and ridiculous. You know that sense. Who's putting those blocks up there and why are you just rotating? Why do they disappear when they're in a, in a row? But you know that sense when you are uh, you buy into a universe. So the conceit of Mario is that there are these obstacle courses that you are going through. Uh, you know, in these blocks that you jump against your head and the world has been set up to challenge you in that way. That is not the conceit of a Star Wars universe. It's not the conceit... I, I, you know, I buy into the belief that this is a shipyard or I buy into the belief that this is a, a train and you are, I think, clumsily placing objects that make the game in your terms fun but in my terms just look like you've done that to make it seem like, a, a, you know, American Ninja Warrior route. Uh, and so I played the first first I played through the tutorial bit and then I found myself in the first level and played that you know introduced to the combat and got very very little from it emotionally Um, just found it really uninspiring um, level design and uninspiring combat design as well it is you know the first time you use uh, your lightsaber to deflect a, a bullet back at a stormtrooper it feels great but pretty soon you are into that hand-to-hand combat, which is that Assassin's Creed combat, you know, where you're just basically hitting the right dodge button at the right time and then using your attack and you're defeating them in a spectacular way that you barely feel like you deserve at all. It's empowering, but empowering is nothing if you are empowered all the time. Ask any middle-aged white male. Uh, so yeah, I didn't enjoy it and quit out after that. I, I knew I wasn't going to get anything from it and I knew I wasn't going to enjoy it uh, after that point. Uh, I do think it is for some people. It is for an audience of people who are thoroughly... Well, I say that. My friend who loves Star Wars uh, said that he checked out as soon as the he thought the Wookiee was awful. Right. Uh, and uh, he checked out pretty early. Um, but it's definitely a younger audience who haven't played narrative third-person adventures might love it and the spectacular things you've done. I've seen it all before and didn't enjoy it at all. Seven out of ten. Thanks for poking your head into AAA world, Steve, for a moment <laughs> and uh, having a quick look around. I think it's nice that you tried to that you tried to do that. Um, I, th- I I think everything you've said uh, is is probably true, but there is yeah. nothing wrong with a dumb blo- uh, box office there isn't. AAA there action isn't. game where it's making you feel cool now and again. I, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad, and I don't want to stop anyone enjoying any game, even e.g. Kingdom Hearts, (laughs) right? I don't. like uh, People like different things, and I I think it's hard for me to approach these without an analytical head on my shoulders. Uh, And sometimes it's nice to just give yourself to something completely. Uh, I wish I did enjoy it more. I genuinely do, because I was, after watching part of The Mandalorian, I was thoroughly back in. What have you been playing? Well, I've finished Luigi's Mansion, uh, which, um, uh, as opposed to the second game, where I checked out because it started reusing stuff, um, with the exception of a couple of uh, bits, which did repeat, um, but they, uh, which, uh, as I said, felt more like you would need to pad a shorter game. Uh, Every single floor and uh, item in that game 
uh, it's been designed to be used on one level it, right. it felt like so so much care and attention and you think you know how many situations or puzzles can you derive out of being able to jump suck blow uh, shine a dark light that's it and the answer is you'll be stumped on every single floor <laughs> it's incredibly clever funny spooky polished um, adventure game that uh, for 95% of it is an absolute joy to play uh, like I say trips over in a couple of bits particularly towards the end and even with uh, the final boss really annoying actually the game gives you the space to if you want to make that easier by purchasing some stuff to bring you right. back to life and it doesn't feel like you've cheated okay. uh, so you can sort of bulldoze your way through the final boss pretty easy fantastic 7 out of 10 Good. Sorry, I had to rattle through that. Yeah, my fault. No, it was good to hear. It's good to hear. You know, I'm, I was looking forward to going and loading it up tonight, but I don't, <laughs> don't think I'll bother now. <laughs> I'm joking. I, th- I yeah, think I'll, I'll love it. On the other hand, I'm going straight home to buy Luigi's Magic. <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. I need something to play now. Uh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, good. All right, it's been good to do a show with you. Yes, Thank nice you. to see you, Steve. We've yeah. got guests for the next two shows. That's super exciting, isn't it? So yep. get your letters in now. Mm. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Uh, we've been One Life Left. Until next week, goodbye. This program has been brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you liked what you heard and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm.